Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. You are tuning into the library with Tim Inico. Rapstation.com. We're JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Rhymes like ours could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party rockers, non-stoppers, and our names are deaf. See, the J is for just, the other for jamming, the F is for fresh A and D. Getting a person to tell you what three things they're passionate about is pretty easy. My next guest on the library with Tim Einekel has taken on the very challenging task of taking his three major passions and combining them into one big and glorious passion. He describes himself as a visual artist, graphic designer, music lover. He's Andrew Katz, and I want to thank him for joining me on the library with Tim Einekel on RapStation.com. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks, Tim. This is a great, great honor to be a part of this. Uh, just um, knowing who you've already interviewed and who's already come through the library, uh, um, it's amazing that I would be a part of that. So thanks. Uh, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, so I want to start out with the, you, you. You did an interview with uh, SlamJams.com, and you talked about the rock artists that you you know you you grew up listening to. You talked about the Beatles, the Talking Heads, you uh, two, etc. And then you were introduced that you were introduced to through your neighborhood in school. And then when you left your neighborhood, uh, you kind of realized there was other genres of music out there. And you you talk about this old. You were at a party, and there was a homemade mixtape that was left by a DJ, and you heard, you know, uh, EPMD, uh, JJ Fad, Kumo D, Dougie Fresh, and all those, you know, all those heads. Uh, and then you said you were instantly hooked. What made you instantly hooked? That's a great question. Well, I because my 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 upbringing was was pretty. Um, I don't know. Like I, the word I used was sort of homogeneous, where there was just one kind of person in my neighborhood. I think this idea that music had kind of found its way into my own house. I mean, it was my house where that tape was left mm. in my basement where I grew up. And um, this tape that had all these these songs on it, uh, it was it was like sort of this Rosetta Stone in a way. It was like this other language for me. And the beats and the sounds were instantly appealing. But then it was like, all right, I, I want to understand what they're talking about. I want to understand where they're talking about. I want to understand all of these different words, these, these ways of saying things that, that I, I mean, you can tell just by talking with me, I don't have, um, I don't have that cool factor, you know? And so when they were talking about, uh, about certain things, I just always remember cool Modi's wild, wild west from, from the, from that tape that you're talking about. Right. And, uh, he's talking about his neighborhood and, and what was happening in his neighborhood and how, you know, uh, the girl he's rubbing up in the park and all that. And, <laughs> I was just like I was, um, you know, I was young enough to 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 just be in awe of it, and it was um, 
it was not long after my own um, my own father had passed away, and I had I had this sort of need to 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 look to other people for some kind of not guidance, but hey, what's next, and and what am I gonna um, what's gonna be inspiring to me? Mm-hmm. And so it sort of fell into my lap in the best possible way, and I was able to. Um, uh, use that as a launching pad or a springboard to 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 find other music and to find other people that like that kind of music that uh, they, they could expose me to more I could expose them to more and it was a time where um, that that's changed a lot in the last several years I mean it's so easy to get music that you've even just heard a snippet of right. but back then you know you needed to know a few lyrics and a few names to uh, to to tell the story and to get someone to to know who you were talking about. And I really just used it as this like, all right, now how am I going to get to the next thing? What am I, what else am I going to listen to? And then I, like I said in that article, it wasn't long after that, that, um, hip hop just burst into the, to the sub suburban, suburban community through LL Cool J and the Beastie Boys. And, and at first I was a little overwhelmed by it. I thought, you know, because it, with it came, sort of started dictating who you hung around with and, and who, who your friends were. And, and in a way that, you know, it happens in high school, um, for better or worse. And, uh, yeah, I was listening to this music, but I wasn't sure if, if, uh, if I was supposed to be, or mm. if, if, um, my friends were going to think it was okay. Or, if, uh, Hey, maybe there's some new friends that I can get because I listen to the same music they do. And that's kind of how it started to happen was that, the people I wanted to hang out with wanted to listen to that music and wanted to be a part of that that world and and discuss uh, who was good and who was upcoming and who was going to um, be coming out next. Mm. When did the love of this music for you transition into? I mean, I guess like was there a moment where you were like, "I'm going to try to be a rapper," or you know, and then and then and that might have not worked out, and then you're like, "Well, I want to." I want to show an appreciation. I want to not just appreciate for the art, but I also want to express myself through the art. When did that happen where you started making these incredible portraits of all these guys, you know, all these MCs? Uh, I, I, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm so blown away by all your work. Um, and I, I just love looking at everything you post on Facebook and everything you post on Twitter and all your artwork. Uh, when did that happen for you? Well, thanks. First of all, that's, that's an awesome compliment. Um, I guess it was a little bit of a slow burn as far as hip hop and art coming together, but I, I absolutely remember the exact moment when I'm like I, I when I realized that all of this could work hand in hand. I had always done um, portraits of my favorite um, athletes, uh, so I'm a big baseball fan, and i I would bring my uh, I would bring my portraits to Cooperstown each year and oh, wow. try to get try to meet some of my uh, childhood uh, heroes. And um, because there's an overlap between sports and hip hop, uh, uh, some of my favorite lines in, in hip hop uh, are where there's pop culture references, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, whether it's uh, an athlete or a game or a sport um, or a comparison between someone who has great flow and maybe a basketball player. There's just there's just this natural overlap. So I always I was drawn to the lyrics first. Uh, and I think, you know, I think of, um, um, certain, certain lyrics in particular that kind of, 
the crossover genres. I think of uh, Bring the Noise from from Public Enemy, where where Chuck mentions um, not only Eric B and and uh, and LL, but he also mentions Anthrax. Mm. So there's this there's this natural thing where it over it kind of busts out of its own genre, and so that happened with sports too. And um, after doing the sports art for a long time uh, and meeting some of my favorite players. Uh, I was actually in line to meet Rod Carew at a at an autograph signing, oh, wow. and I had this, I had this painting of Rod Carew, who I always liked because you know he was a slap hitter and he uh, he kind of did his own thing. If you ever saw him up there, it looked like he he had this non traditional stance, and it seemed like he could just place the ball wherever he wanted it. Well, after I had been exposed to the Beastie Boys for a while, uh, they had the song Sure Shot. Mm-hmm. And um, when they mentioned Rod Carew, just you know, I just lit up. I thought that was the coolest thing. You know, they, <laughs> I've got mad hits like I was Rod Carew. Right. So there I am. I was in, in Baltimore, trying to meet Rod Carew, and I was in line, and, and it sort of dawned on me: wouldn't it be cool to have a conversation with Rod Carew about being called out and mentioned in the Beastie Boys song? And the more I thought about it, and I was in a pretty long line to meet him, <laughs> I thought, wouldn't it be really cool is if he sort of blessed the painting with those lyrics by the Beastie Boys. And I thought, you know, this is, this is either, this is going to either be him, you know, kind of saying, get out of (laughs) here. I'm not going to do that. I don't know what you're talking about, or it's going to be the coolest thing that I've ever done. And uh, it ended up being the coolest thing because I mentioned it to him. I said, Hey, would you, and I, and I thought about it. I said, I shouldn't ask you to write I've got mad hits like I was Rod Carew because he is Rod Carew. <laughs> so I asked him to write, I've got mad hits. So I wrote it on a little piece of paper and I said, handed it to him. I said, would you, would you um, uh, inscribe this? I've got mad hits, Rod Carew. And he, he kind of smiled and he said, oh, you too? Because I just had a guy ask me to sign, a, sign an album for him. And I said, all right, he gets it. He understands. But I remember, you know, to answer your question, um, I, I, thanked him. I shook his hand. I, I was thrilled. And I went over to sort of take a picture of the painting with the new autograph on it. And I, it, it hit me. I said, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm onto something here. This right. is, this feels right on so many levels. How else can this manifest itself? How else can I, um, you know, make this, make this part of the art. And that's really how I see it now. I, I, I make a piece of art and I don't feel like it's done until I get it in front of the the subject. I don't mm. I don't feel like it's done until uh, the person who who is in the painting sees it and comments on it, or there's an experience attached to it. And that's what I've been doing the last I don't know two or three years now. Is every time I finish something, I'm like, or actually almost in reverse, I'll look and see who's coming next. Oh wow! And you know, someone coming through uh, D.C. or Maryland or Baltimore. And I was like, all right, that's my homework assignment. I'm going to, you know, like right now I'm working on speech from Arrested Development because Arrested Development is playing the Howard Theater uh, soon. And um, what's what's even better is I can I can uh, throw it out there on social media and I can say, this is what I'm doing. And uh, it's been really fun to put the different pieces, the different uh, steps of the process out there. And usually by the time I go to the show, the subject has seen the work. So it's not a total surprise that I'm, I'm going to show up with artwork. Um, but yeah, that, that moment at the, in Baltimore when I 
met Rod Carew, and uh, he signed. In fact, I went home that day, and I said, you know what? I have to get the Beastie Boys to sign this piece, too. And my wife was like, that's nuts. Well, you know, how are you going to have that happen? And I said, well, I heard that uh, Mike D is going to be DJing up in uh, Brooklyn in Williamsburg. I'm going to drive up there. She said, well, that's three hours away. And I said, yeah, yeah, this sounds really good to me. I said, <laughs> that's only three hours. Like, I can do that. And I can uh, I can be back all in the same day. No, no sweat. And so that's more or less what happened. I, I was able to go up to Brooklyn, you know, found a dot on a map and, and, and met Mike D. Um, and, uh, not only that, I, I happened to at the very same time meet, uh, some people that are, have been really important in my life. The people who, uh, organize and run MCA day in honor of, yeah. of uh, Adam Yauch from the Beastie Boys. So the MCA day connection started, you know, from the Rod Carew, Mike D experience. And it's just, and that's what's been really amazing about this this whole whatever you call what I'm doing is it kind of it's kind of driven itself. Like right. once I do one thing, it seems to lead to something else. It leads to, you know, talking to you, having a podcast, you know, having an experience to talk to talk about my art on on in, in this medium. Mm. That's how I met Chuck. You know, that's how I met Cypress Hill and, and uh, Slick Rick. Uh, it's it's this the stories one after the other are they're not the same but a lot of times the way it happened is the same i made a piece of art which emboldens me to go up to people who i would really not go up to otherwise i'd be either i said what would i have to say you know what what uh what reason would i have to talk to them and so all of a sudden i have this piece that is the bridge and i i use it and i and i feel much more confident when i have artwork than if i were to be empty-handed You've talked about you talked about social media and, and throwing up a piece uh, on social media, and then you you, you you've said um, quote achieving a strong like likeness is paramount, especially when attempting to make a portrait of someone famous. This might be the favorite part of my uh, this might be my favorite part of the challenge. For this reason, I often share my step by step process on social media. So mm -hmm. for you, but prior to social media, who or what was your sounding board? How did you like? How did you know? Besides the meeting. Uh, of the subject, how did you know that this piece was ready to be presented? Well, to be honest, the hip hop part of this didn't come before social media for me. In fact, I, I think I was kind of late to the game when it came to Twitter. I didn't understand it. I didn't see how I would use it. And then when I sort of when it, when I figured it out and I realized, oh, I can take a picture of what I've made and, and send it directly to the person who who's in the picture. And they can, for you know, they can decide to ignore it or comment on it or even retweet it. I, I thought that was such a powerful um, uh, way to to get things out there and to get feedback. And as an artist, and I'm sure, um, you know, um, audio artists, uh, hip hop artists, or singers, or songwriters, or musicians um, thrive on some kind of feedback, good, bad, or otherwise, they need to, they need to have a critique of their work. Right. I found that Twitter was this incredible, uh, universal way to get feedback. And sometimes, you know, you have to be ready for stuff that you have to be ready for comments that, that aren't very uh, complimentary, but right. I, I was, um, I was ready for that. At least I thought I was. And, and I, um, uh, but to answer your question, I, I guess I didn't have a way, and I certainly I hadn't done the hip hop thing visually until it clicked. And by the time it clicked, I was already connected to certainly Facebook, 
Twitter, uh, Instagram. And those are the things now that are just a part of the process. So uh, I guess the answer would be there wasn't a sounding board. Uh, you know, my family, you know, my, my close friends. I had a few one-man shows uh, locally in um, Maryland where I live. But that was even before that I, I did a lot of the, well, any of the hip-hop stuff. Uh, a lot of my sports art or athlete portraits were there. But I guess what I would do back then was bring it to a, a game. You know, I'd bring the artwork to a game and try the same thing. So in a lot of ways, my MO is the same, where the, the hard copy, the actual piece of art, I will bring to, I'll bring into a public spot, mm. to an arena or to a show. And, and, and try my luck that way. And, and fortunately for me, I've met a lot of really amazing people who have given me a leg up. Mm, mm. In fact, the, the, <laughs> the funny story about, uh, about uh, meeting Chuck D was I, I was brand new to Twitter at the time, and I had, done a, I had made a portrait of him um, in the hopes because I had a chance to see them. It would have been my second time seeing them. They were yeah. doing the Hip Hop Gods tour. And um, I... When I first got on Twitter, like all I knew, I was like, "All right, I'm just going to tweet about the Hip Hop Gods tour." I said, "Oh, P Public Enemy's coming to uh, DC, 9:30 Club. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there." I kept saying it, and then I realized, "Hey, I could do lyrics, and lyrics are my—that's my favorite thing. Like, I—it's one thing to get an autograph on something, but if if one of these, one of my favorite hip hop artists of all time is going to write lyrics on my artwork, then I feel like that's the—that's the best. That's." total approval on their part, you know? And so I remember I was tweeting out lyrics like I, I and I've just been a really big public enemy fan for a long time and, and a Chuck D fan uh, for a long time. And I, it was one of my goals was to, to meet him. And I, I told my wife that at some point early in our relationship, I said, I really want to meet Chuck D one day. And she's like, well, why? And I said, well, <laughs> I just, I just think his, his convictions are amazing. He, he believes in what he says. He believes in empowering others. He's, he's all about making things better, even if it's a tough conversation. I said, and I think that that's, that there's not enough of that, frankly. And so, um, you know, it was, uh, it was at the, the Beastie Boys got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. And I was in the audience in Cleveland, Ohio for that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, when I found out that Chuck and uh, LL Cool J were the were going to induct them, I lost my mind. I <laughs> thought that would be amazing. So it was later that year. I was on Twitter and I was putting all these PE lyrics out there next to my the charcoal drawing I had done of Chuck. It's actually still uh, still and yet, and it's always been on my Twitter. That's my avatar, right. the drawing of Chuck. And um, my phone vibrated, and it said it. It said, um, it was from Chuck, and it said, hey, bro, DM me. And this is how naive I was. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> it was DM. So I, I, I said, uh, uh, I guess that means some kind of personal message, direct message. Yeah, I figured it out. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, what if, what if he, it's a cease and desist? Like, right. stop, stop quoting me and stop putting my lyrics out there. Like, and I, I actually had that, that thought. And I, you know, got pulled myself together a little bit. And I said, hey, you know, what's up? What can I do for you? And he said, oh, you're going to come to the show uh, in November, right? And I said, oh, yeah, I've been telling everybody about it. And he's like, okay, well, I'd like to discuss something with you, you know, like some kind of business thing. And I, you know, I flipped out. I mean, that's right. crazy. Um, and so 
we've he's been he's such a what I love about Chuck is that he's such a he sees I think the best of people right. he can find what people are good at and then empower them to use it mm-hmm. I've seen him do it not just for me but for other other artists and other other people uh, whether it's giving someone a job or just giving them some advice or uh, a leg up and it's very authentic it's not it's not lip service it's um it's this Okay, you know, I see that you have a passion. I see that you care about this. Um, how can we make this work? And right. and that's what he did for me. And I wasn't even asking. You know, it was just this. I guess he could tell that I I I loved what I was doing and I loved what he was doing. And he made sure that there was some kind of a um, a relationship there, a meaningful relationship that could be that could be turned into other good things. Uh, you talk about lyrics and, you know, I look at the, the, the hip hop artist canvases that you've done. Uh, and I was wondering, uh, kind of really quickly, what lyrics come to mind if I would name a few. So we start with Rakim. Rakim, to me, the, uh, microphone fiend line. Uh, although when I did, he, he recently signed, a, a, a piece of mine and he did the, uh, um, after after 12 i'm worse than a gremlin beating right. hip hop and i start trembling that's a great one but my i think my favorite one by rakim is um cool cuz i don't get upset i kick a hole in the speaker pull the plug then i jet <laughs> i mean that that's just i love that's quintessential uh hip hop it doesn't get any better than that um but he's got i mean i, I there he's got a lot of really really great ones um uh, you know the one that uh, always comes to mind it's kind of a long one and I'll I'll butcher it, but it's the one that hip hop that uh, Q-Tip uh, brought up in the Art of Rap, which is the uh, the seven MCs that put them in a line. Yeah. That line um, from my melody is a great one as well. I, he, there, he to me he's great because he's he enunciates so well. You yeah. you, hear, you hear everything, um, and he and he never makes a mis- it doesn't seem like he ever makes a mistake. No. And I remember um, about a year ago, two years ago, Chuck actually threw, uh, threw out on uh, line. He's like, man, everybody check this out. And it was like the, this live at Soho album that, that Rakim had put out. And Chuck was like, it's like a jazz record. You know, <laughs> he yeah. just doesn't make any mistakes. And he just he you know, it's just clear and great. And he was right. And, and that's another thing I love about all this genre is that at least how it used to be. I know there was always people beefing with one another and there was always these sort of uh, uh, arguments and things. But I also love when when in songs and in, in lyrics, people give each other props. I, yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. And I think that's why I always loved uh, um, the P.E. Uh, line with Eric, Eric B. and uh, L.L. and Anthrax. I just I think that's great. All right. Uh, next artist, uh, Black Thought. Uh, well, I, I have to say the one that he signed on the the, the piece that I just saw him a, about a month ago in uh, in in uh, well actually it was in Maryland, um, and I actually I usually write down what I want them to sign, okay. you know, just to make it real easy for them to say yes, because right. you know some of them are like in a hurry or some of them are like nah I don't I I can't think of one right now, which they would never want to say, <laughs> but uh, they uh, I always go all right I actually. Sometimes I'll even ask publicly my friends. I'll say, all right, what do you think I should have on here? And he wrote, uh, I'm the elephant in the room, a collision of the sun and the moon, which is uh, from a Static Selecta song right. uh, he did with um, Joey Badass as well. Right, right. And so that, what was really cool about that was I had something in my pocket, and I, I, I had lyrics for him to write. And um, 
And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And he looked up and sort of stared at the ceiling for a second. And he, cause he really thought about it. And then he like just wrote it out and which makes it, you know, it's instantly my favorite now, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it makes all the difference. Cause they're, you know, if they're, they're committed to it and they're being thoughtful about it, then it's forget about it. It's so, it, it's so much more meaningful than me just pulling one of my favorite lyrics out. Even though I, everybody has favorite lyrics by everybody. It's, it's cool when they kind of commit to one. That's cool. Uh, common. Common. I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to get him to write lyrics on mine, but I, um, the song Rewind, mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about Jay Dilla, uh, yeah. one of the reasons I was able to even get close to Common was um, in D.C., they have the D.C. Loves Dilla concert every, I think it's every July. And um, that's afforded me an opportunity to see some really, really incredible artists. Um, De La Soul did it one year. Common did it last year. Um, and then there's a lot of other um, there's a lot of other names that come through there. And and uh, uh, Pharaoh Monch was there. Mm. So it's been it's been great. Um, but I think the one where he talks about his his eyes welling up and how this is for uh, my man, um, James DeWitt Yancey. Uh, and this one goes out to James DeWitt Yancey. Uh, and he mentions the family and rhymes right. that. with. So, uh, you know, uh, he's more like to me, he's more like a poet like a yeah. spoken word poet the way that he rhymes it's very different very unique uh and of course i have to ask you what about one of my favorite artists uh slick rick slick rick well uh i don't hopefully it's not too cliche to say lottie dottie but nah. uh, i just think as many times as that's been um sampled and um uh, you know, I've heard so many different, I mean, for good and bad, you know, there's been some bad, um, samples of that and, and some that were like way too poppy for me that weren't even in hip hop anymore. But, um, I, I just think that it's quintessential. I also, you know, my brother and, and, uh, my brother really likes, uh, uh, children's story, um, <laughs> which is, you know, him running through the grass and all of that. And I, 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 uh, I would probably say, well, also, you know, <laughs> he's great on the show with Dougie Fresh. Right. I, I, you know, that's just great. The whole, um, Michelle tribute from the Beatles. And then, um, the whole, I just like when they go back and forth, I don't know, they're late. Told them the time. Oh, I forgot the date. You know, that <laughs> yeah. love that too. So, I mean, Slick Rick's got a lot. In fact, he's coming around. He'll be in uh, D.C. on the twenty next week. On oh, the 20th. wow. So uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get a chance to catch that again. I've, d- I've done two drawings of him. He has one. And then the other one I have. Um, and he wrote Lottie Dottie on, on one of them, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, there's, a, there's a, a lot of good ones from, from Slick Rick for sure. When you're creating these pieces, are you – playing the the music of each of the artists that you're playing or is it like or 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 are you inspired at different times so it's like you might not have the uh the cd or the mp3 at the time to actually put them on or does it help when you actually have the music of the artists playing yes it yes and yes like i i, I can't say i exclusively like sometimes a piece will be you know take 25 or 30 hours so i'm not going to listen to them i mean i'll I'll watch tv i'll listen to audiobooks i'll listen uh, to music um, but what I would love to do is when I'm working on a piece, um, when I'm not working on the piece, if I'm in the car, like I'll, I kind of immerse myself mm. in their music. I remember that happened with Cypress Hill a lot too, because while I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I, um, I know everybody's lyrics and everybody's songs, but one of the things that I love about going through the process of making a visual 
attribute to any of these artists is that I do try to immerse myself for that week or two in their catalog so that if I do get in front of them and I do get a chance to talk to them, that I, that I have some kind of a, uh, a feeling of, of their, their whole, um, their whole vibe. And it's not just, oh, I know they're a popular song. I, I, I do try to make an attempt to learn about them and about, and I think that's the other thing about all these, these great podcasts that are out there is that you do get these really wonderful interviews with, with these artists. And as a result, you can feel more and more connected to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, uh, it, it's a much, it's an, it's a much more personal, um, although you're not sitting in the same room with them, it feels like you are, if you're listening to it, uh, um, in the car or walking the dog, uh, you feel like you're at that table listening to them, them share how they were inspired. So, um, yes, I absolutely listen to all of their music. I try my best to be, uh, fluent in their, in their catalog. It's, it's tough, but I mean, and one example I would say is, is common for me is somebody who I, I, I know, uh, a couple of, of songs and I, and I, and I always really like his music, but I, I'm not as familiar with his lyrics as I might be somebody like public enemy who I, I feel like I studied when I you know grew up that I wanted to, I wanted to know all the words. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what they were talking about and why they were angry or why they were bringing this point up. And, and so to me, it's an education that the music and, and it, that's why I, I, I like the music I like, I think is that it's, it's, it's telling a story or it's painting, it's painting a picture with words and sounds. And that's why I'm drawn to it in the first place. And so I, I want to make sure I understand it. If I'm going to go so far as to, to draw somebody or paint somebody, I want to make sure uh, I understand as best I can what their point is. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.